All right, we welcome you into the Final Score podcast on a historic week for Frederick County Sports as Oakdale and Ligonor will uh, meet up for the Class 3A uh, State Football Championship Saturday in Annapolis. It's the very first uh, all-Frederick County State Final for football. Uh, first, John, and, and a lot. can you think of other all-county uh, state finals? <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I want to say back in the old days of the field hockey state tournament, there might have been an intra-county, because Frederick County had a lot of really good field hockey teams early on when they started the state tournament. There might have been a field hockey game played between two Frederick County teams, but that's the only one I could think of. Okay, obviously a very rare achievement. And uh, we have you covered uh, this week as we'll talk to uh, members of both the Ligonor and Oakdale teams. Uh, first up will be uh, Coach Rick Connor and uh, senior receiver Matt Hopman of uh, Ligonor High School. And then we will talk to uh, Coach Kurt Stein and uh, center Sean Tetta of uh, <clears throat> Oakdale High School uh, after that. Uh, so uh, we'll get their perspectives, their thoughts, feelings, what, what will the emotions be like. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about all of that this week. Uh, you already heard his voice. Uh, John Cannon is here for our opening segment, as is uh, Alexander Dacey. And, and, and guys, we just, just what do you make of this? I mean, we've been talking about this possibility for weeks, and now it's actually here. It, it, it's one of those things where it, it, it almost, I don't want to say it felt inevitable, but it, it definitely seemed like they were going to be on some sort of collision course as we've kind of, you know, as we've kind of been talking about. And yeah, I guess now that it's here, it's like, you, you, you know, it, it's, it's historic, obviously, but it, it almost feels a bit expected in a way, which is kind of the, kind of the weird thing about it. But yeah, no, it, it's, it's going to be huge. And the fact that they, that, you know, that the, that they got scheduled for the Saturday night game, I guess they're, they're, I'm guessing they're probably expecting to have the biggest crowd for that game, which would not be a surprise. So that, you know, it's just, I, I'm kind of just looking forward to seeing what the heck is going to happen on Saturday. I mean, we all have our, obviously, you know, notions and, and, and ideas about it, but I, I, I don't know. I think, I think it could go a lot of ways. I'd say it's about time. I mean, Greg, yeah. think back to like when Middletown had to run a three straight state titles and Walkersville was probably the right. second best two A team in the state. <clears throat> Great point. This is the game we wanted to see back then, but the way the the format was set up, it couldn't happen. So it's about time. Uh, just what do you think about the runs these teams have made? It seems like they're playing their best football at the, at the right time. I mean, really, for for Oakdale again, like you said, they haven't scored less than forty points in a game since that since that. Lincoln win over Linganore, um, and every one every time in the um, uh, in the playoffs uh, in this run, it's been what forty nine at least. So, I mean, it, 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 I feel like Linganore is probably going to have the best again. Linganore is probably going to have the best defense they'll face, but they seem to they seem to have no problem just turning up and you know put putting points on the board. You know, everybody clicking, and then which I, I guess is not a huge surprise again, kind of given. Given the way their schedule was, where it was so much stronger in the early part of the season, and then it kind of, you know, I, I guess got a little bit easier, quote unquote, down the stretch, and then by the time they got to the playoffs, you know, they were they were just totally on fire. Um, Go ahead, John. Yeah, yeah, I saw Oakdale last week against City College, and um, and what I noticed, and and Kurt Stein reaffirmed after the game was like. Early on, City College was trying to take away the pass from Oakdale for whatever reason, kind of like Frederick did earlier this season. Oakdale's like, no problem. We'll just run. We'll just pound the ball, mm-hmm. which they did. So then City College naturally tried to, you know, start trying to play play the run a little heavier, and Oakdale started passing. So they're a tough, 
uh, a tough team to stop. Uh, staying with Oakdale here, how did they handle the quarterback <laughs> for City College? Well, one interesting thing they did is um, they brought Evan Austin back on defense for the first time since uh, last postseason. Uh, they put him on defensive back because he's an athlete, and they wanted to have him in there to help with some of those receivers. They put He played a lot of the night at cornerback, and uh, – and that helped. I mean, they just played a really – and the pass for us, they got a lot of good pressure on the quarterback there. And, and when he did get the ball off, there was decent coverage. They, they got a couple quick hits early on in the game. They, uh, they had a few home runs, but uh, two of those were blown coverages. And uh, after a while, Oakdale stopped blowing the coverages. They learned from their mistakes pretty uh, quickly. For Lincoln, I've t- sort of dubbed this the revenge tour because it's set up perfectly for them. Uh, they played Franklin in the state quarterfinals. Franklin beat them on a last-second field goal in the 2018 3A final. They played Northern Calvert last week. Northern Calvert beat them uh, 28-23, I believe, in the 2021 3A state final. And now they get Oakdale, who beat them 21-14 on a game they were stopped, I think, three times inside the five-yard line, including twice on the one-yard line in that game. Uh, So it was a one-touchdown game. They could have easily gone Ligonor's way. Uh, back on September 22nd. So, so for Ligonor, just just the the bowling pins are are set up here. Uh, Franklin, Northern Calvert, and now Oakdale. Yeah, and and they they clearly shown. I know I know you, uh, John. You covered the the Franklin game, and that was a bit of a that was a bit of a rock fight until the till the very very end. Right. But um, you, you, you know they've they, they've done successfully, or they've been successful in their first two uh, first two goes at it. I know. Oakdale's probably going to be the best, obviously the best of those three teams that they faced, at least this in this current iteration of those of those programs. Um, but they again, they're also peaking at the right time, you know, with 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 their defense. But especially the thing I feel like I've been most impressed, and I, I only saw uh, Lingenor very early uh, the the first playoff game they had against Rockville, which was a total wipeout. Um, but is is uh is Christian Petrozello? I know um I know obviously that the focal point's always Ethan Arneson, right? And 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 the line and, and the running game and for good reason, you know, for with how fantastic they've been and and all that. I know Ethan I think moved into third on the state all time rushing list this week. Um but I mean Petrozello, you know, it, it's weird to think a guy who's a D one bound quarterback uh, he's going to uh, Bucknell is kind of flying under the radar because of the because of the way they run their offense right they usually you know they, they've they'll, they'll pull him out when they need to but they don't need to use him often but they've been using him more the last couple weeks and he seems to be you know just more on target than he's ever been and more I don't know he's, he just seems to really have kind of locked into his groove which is which is really you know really going to be good and helpful for them if they need to break out the pass at all yeah I agree and not just the pass he's been good with the run it's mm-hmm. funny um at that that game against Franklin I had to stand on Franklin's sidelines because I wanted to be near the chains and uh right right when the game started and Lingenar first got the ball all these Franklin fans start yelling watch the quarterback sneak watch the quarterback sneak they were like aware of that and and they were on guard for it although he still got his yardage so he, he's he, he doesn't I don't want to say he doesn't look. He doesn't look like the most athletic guy in the world, but he can really move when he has to. He's got good instincts, and, and, and he's big. big. He's six two, six right. three. Mm-hmm. He's two hundred five pounds or so, mm-hmm. and he and he can move. Yeah, uh, he ran great uh, again last week against Northern Calvert. He had one big run that went for a touchdown, called back mm-hmm. <clears throat> by a penalty. So yeah, uh, I, I don't know if he's a dual threat quarterback, but 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 he could certainly run. Mm-hmm. And his passing is has been spot on. I I 100% agree, Alexander. And I, I think Ligonor probably played his best game of the season last week against Northern. They were clicking on all cylinders. They were getting contributions from the defense. Uh, Matt Hopman, who we're going to talk to here in a minute, uh, had three touchdown 
catches. Uh, MJ Rollette had a pair of touchdown catches, and he also intercepted a pass. It wasn't just Ethan Arneson in, in, in good defense. I mean, they, they had a lot of guys going on offense, too. It was probably their most complete game against a, pr- a, pr- a pretty good squad. I mean, if, if you're in the state semifinals, uh, you, you're, you're a decent football team, and, and Northern was that. Uh, but but Lincoln really mopped the floor with them. I mean, it, w- it wasn't even close. Uh, the, the running clock was enacted early to midway through the third quarter, so it was just a really impressive performance. And I think what you have here, guys, is two teams that are pretty much playing their best football right now, which is what you want. Right. And, 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 you know, adding in all the other stuff surrounding the game with the, with the, you know, rivalry and the, and all, and the Frederick County stuff, it's, I think that this, this one definitely, I think is going to go down to the books as a, I, I think it's gonna be a real, real nail, nail biting classic as, as I know the last several of these matchups between these two teams have been. It's not the first neighborly clash uh, in, in recent times. And in this new format is Fort Hill and, uh, Mountain Ridge now are, are playing for the third straight time in the 1A final in their Western Maryland neighbors. I don't know if they play in the same league or in the, or in the same school district per se. I think they're both Allegheny uh, County. I know uh, they, I know. Uh, um, uh, Fort Hill Fort Hill beat them in the regular season. I think that was their only uh, – Mountain Ridge's only loss. Right. So, so again, it's not the only inter-county matchup the, yeah. the, the, this weekend. So, so it's happened before, but, but, but this new format, say what you want about it and maybe some of the negatives, um, it, it does allow for this possibility. Uh, possibility. Um, Urbana, I mean, excuse me, Oakdale and uh, Damascus played last year, but those schools, different counties, different school systems, they're a little farther apart. So, so this, this, this just feels different because these schools are seven miles apart and it's not even the first time Alexander they've clashed for a championship because when, when many of these kids uh, were playing youth football, uh, a, a similar scene unfolded. Yeah, so uh, four years ago, uh, 2019, the, uh, in the, the Mountain Valley uh, Youth Football Leagues, the, uh, the, the varsity level, which is the eighth grade level, um, the, Ling, uh, the Linganore, uh, it was, I guess in a sense the flip was script, uh, or script was uh, flipped a little bit because uh, Linganore had an undefeated youth team that year, and uh, Oakdale, was, Oakdale was very, very good. Um, but they weren't undefeated, and and Lingenor beat them for the championship that year, and and all those eighth graders on that team are now seniors on their respective uh, their respective schools. So, it, you know, it's not the first time, and I, and I, and I've talked to um, uh, a co- couple coaches and a commissioner, you know, uh, the Oakdale commissioner, um, uh, about that game, and I've talked to uh, one or two players. I'm going to get another one tomorrow. Um, just to sort of ask them about it. And a lot of them don't really remember, you know, a ton of crazy specifics about the game, but the, th- the thing they, the thing that they're, they've, I, I've heard emphasized repeatedly is, you know, a lot of these kids already, you know, knew each other growing up just from being in the area and, you know, football, football, they're split up, but all the other, um, sports under that Louis umbrella, like basketball, lacrosse and whatnot, you know, the, all those teams are combined, uh, but, you know, between the schools, they're not, they're not split up. So a lot of these kids know each other. Um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's competition, but at the end of the day, there's sort of this over, you know, overarching respect, uh, be- be- between everybody. Cause they, they all, they all kind of have known each other for a while. Um, and that it's also just kind of really something cool and fun and special for the community and, you know, special for, special for that program too, because it's like, you, you, you know, you, you sort of, th- you, you do think about the possibility, right. Of, of something like this happening, right. Where, you, you know, with, with the new format, okay, we can have teams from the same County, but, it's not just teams from the same county, but it's it's two schools that like who who's like share boundaries and share like 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 they both kind of I guess new markets kind of like I guess the middle dividing line between the two, um, and they share a youth program and all that. So 
it's just kind of a cool, and I think there's gonna be a lot of bragging, you know, bragging rights involved between everybody, obviously, in addition to the hardware. But um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a really cool thing, and you know, maybe 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 the Linganor kids will, uh, will 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 get their second one. Maybe Oakdale, will, you know, split it up and say, hey, we got we got we got the one with the actual hardware, but. Uh, John, you happened to cover the very first uh, Oakdale uh, Ligonor game back in uh, <laughs> September uh, right. of, of 2011. Right. Wasn't a particularly memorable game. Uh, Oakdale uh, didn't have any seniors on the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were an incredibly young team. They didn't really have much of a chance right. to win that game. It was it was 47 to six. But just just a word on how far John the Oakdale program has come uh, in the last 12 to 13 years, where. You, you saw them on that day, and, and mm-hmm. they were worlds apart. But now they're sort of looking eye to eye with each other. Yeah, well, I, I hate to use it, the term, but I kind of felt sorry for them back then because Oakdale didn't have any seniors, but they were thrown into the uh, the same conference with Linganore. And Linganore, you know, as always, was a state-type power team. I don't think they went to the state finals that year, but they were still extremely powerful, and that was that was a big ask for that poor Oakdale crew. But they, you know, they um, – they uh, they got beaten really badly. I think they scored toward the end of the game, and that was kind of a big thing for them. But they, uh, I remember you know, Kurt Stein, I think you had a quote in your story the other day. He just kind of was like, well, you know, we got to start somewhere. Once we get rolling, we're going to be right there with them. And it, it, it took a little while, not, not too long. I mean, that was 2011, so right. <clears throat> 12 years. 12 years, uh, here they are, and, and they're pretty much equals in, right. in just about every – measurable aspect uh the the gap between them is the championships uh this will be Ligonor's 15th appearance in a state final they have frederick county record six titles this is just oakdale's second appearance or third appearance excuse me in the state final and they won with an undefeated record back in 2018 when they were a 2a school so so Mm -hmm. yeah i mean they're they're oakdale has ascended to Ligonor's level and from the Ligonor perspective i mean they've been able to maintain that level here we here we are more than a decade later for Ligonor, too. I mean, when did they win their first? Two thousand three, John. Is that? Is that oh my! Actually, before that, they won back in the eighties. They won somewhere in the yeah eighty six, eighty nine in that range. So you're going so so for decades, Ligonor has been one of the preeminent football programs in the state, which is a remarkable accomplishment in itself. So mm-hmm. just 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 the stories of the program too. Just just mm-hmm. how Ligonor has been able to maintain their standard, and Oakdale's really risen to that standard. Uh, is, is pretty remarkable as well. And another unique component, and actually our sports editor, Josh Smith, pointed this out, is these two teams have already played this year, which we talked about, but how unusual is that for teams to meet in the state championship and they've already, they have film on each other from that season when they played each other. You right. Know? It, it's, it'll be the case for Mountain Ridge and Fort Hill, yeah. obviously, but, but, but this too, yeah, but, but that's, that's a huge advantage mm-hmm. <laughs> to have game film right. of your kids playing against your state final opponent, mm-hmm. uh, to your point. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's a huge factor. So... Um, I don't know if I want to have us offer predictions here, guys, but sort of what are, what are you expecting? Um, I, I know I, – I well, I think the obvious thing is that I have been expecting a close game. I, I don't think this will be a right. blowout one way or another. Um, you know, I think some of the things I'm looking for, at least on the Linganore side, is I know when they when, when they played the first time, you know, Ethan Artisan had a okay game, but he was, he was more bottled up than usual. So, you know, Ken Linganore – you know, either a get you know you know kind of keep his his train going, keep him running, and if not, can the the sort of new uh, I don't want to say newfound um, you know prowess with Petrozella, but sort of their I, I guess the, the 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 increased confidence they have in him and the increased confidence he has in himself to make some of those plays. Christian is certainly playing better than he was in that first game. Yes, a hundred percent. And and you you know can that can that maybe sort of 
maybe present a different dimension or throw um, Oakdale off. And then for Oakdale, it's just, I mean, I guess that you're going to expect the big three, you know, Evan Austin, Hunter Thompson, and Dom Nichols to show up. And I'm sure everyone else will as well. But, you know, can you, I guess it's more just A, can you can you sort of stop the Lingner offense? And B, can you sort of scheme your way to maybe more than 21 points? I know that, I know, I know they, they won it late uh, last time with, and again, I mean, Evan Austin is also Mr. Clutch. So like, you know, mm-hmm. he might just pull and pull another rabbit out of, out of a hat again. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just just you know, sort of f- find find ways to maybe score more than twenty one. Because correct me if I'm wrong, but that was their lowest uh, output this season, score uh, offensive, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So because they I, scored twenty two against Milford Mill, the two eight champ uh, last hmm. year. Yeah. Right. So, but I I mean I think it, it's going to be competitive either way. I um yeah I don't I don't want to offer a specific handicap. You'll see our predictions in the in the paper this week, but. Yeah, I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, John, what are you expecting? I predict Oakdale, but I mean, I can't see it being more than a seven-point game, if even that much. And uh, when I look at Oakdale, I mean, if I'm Lingenor's got one heck of a defense, but how do you contain Evan Austin? Mm. I mean, the guy last week he 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 counted counted for seven touchdowns in a, in a playoff game against a very good team. I mean, you got to find a way, some way to kind of stop the. He pulls those handoffs and he does all these types of things and and just goes on these RPOs. I guess they are and. He, he's he's almost unstoppable. He's always, you know, if, if you hold him to eight yards, you've done well. And uh, they got to try to find a way to really mm. contain him somehow. I mean, he he's the be- he's going to be the best athlete, overall athlete on the field. Yeah. And that's always a huge advantage <laughs> if you have that. Uh, before we let this entirely get away, I, I do want to uh, offer a word about uh, Oakdale's Daniel Joseph, uh, who is who is missing this game for the second straight year. Um, Alexander, he had a huge role and was one of the stars in that Super Bowl, right? For Oakdale. Or? Yeah. So, but yeah. So with the, with, this is the, the eighth grade team, the, 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 um, uh, 2019, uh, 2019, uh, varsity squad. Um, he was their, I guess, star running back. Uh, and he apparently was, was promoted a year earlier. Uh, typically it's just an eighth grade level, but he was, got caught up as a seventh grader. And, uh, from all accounts was the best player on that team as a seventh grader. Uh, so he was really just remarkable, and I know we 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 talked at length, unfortunately, and you know he he has had some really really bad injury luck, which is which has been really unfortunate to see because he because he feels like a guy who could have you know totally mm-hmm. exploded, and I mean he, he, you know he's he, he'll he would have just added another dimension to this Oakdale team, you know, if he was there. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Kurt Kurt Stein thought mm-hmm. he could have been one of the best running backs to ever play at Oakdale. Mm-hmm. And and Percy AJ Obese was there, and he had a great career at James Madison, and was trying to hook on with an NFL team. So, so that's saying something. I mean, the guy just had some horrible injury luck. So I just wanted to offer a, a word about him because he hasn't been on the field. He's been a part of the team, but hasn't been on the field for these games. And it would have been fun to see him fold into this Oakdale offense somehow. Uh, also, on a side note, winter sports uh, set to begin. Ended this week, John, or early next week? Uh, actually, uh, like St. John's is starting this week. The St. Mm-hmm. John's boys, but next week is the public schools. Okay. Uh, so we have some private school winter sports, basketball, yeah. uh, kicking off uh, at the end of this week. And then we'll uh, dive more into it next week about uh, early thoughts on winter sports. Also, give a shout out to Walkersville's football team and Alexander Sullivan <clears throat> playing. I mean, what a run they had. I mean, even, yeah. I mean, uh, excellent. Yeah. I mean, they really found their identity uh, with uh, Demarcus Ross and Jordan Bennett, their two running backs. They're both back next year. So 
I, I think they'll have a clear idea what they want to do next year and, and just ran into a good Huntingtown team there, Alexander. Yeah, I mean, Huntingtown was clearly the better, you know, the better team, and, and they – I mean, they did what they needed to do to to stop Walkersville, which was you know bought, which was bottle up that running game because uh because what they, they did they did that and aside from each of them broke a big run, but aside from that they didn't really get much and you know the I will all say kudos to the Walkersville defense they were you know they were given given their darndest to keep him in that game and and you know they did their best but at the end of the day Huntingtown was just better but yeah I mean you know fantastic run didn't allow a point till the second quarter you know in the all playoffs till the second quarter of that game and you know run, running I mean uh, I, th- I think I think it says it says enough that you know that they, they running clock Damascus which right. and I think gave them their worst loss in like what over 20 years or something like that so that's something you remember for a good long time yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean yes it sucks to not have the state you know a, a state championship but that's a <clears throat> they'll have a chance next year yeah that they will and that's a decent I'd say decent consolation <laughs> yeah all right, guys, thank you, uh, Alexander and John. And when we come back, we will talk to the first half of our state championship game as uh, Rick Connor and uh, senior receiver Matt Hopman come into the studio here. Uh, stay with us here on The Final Score. Okay, joining me in studio right now is Ligonora coach Rick Connor and one of his terrific senior receivers, uh, Matthew Hopman. Uh, Lancers uh, coming off a big win over Northern Calvert uh, in the state semifinals. Uh, 56 to 12 was the final, uh, and, and they're gearing up, up for the big game this week. Matt, I'm I'm, I'm curious. Did you play uh, in Luya, and did you did you face the Oakdale kids um, growing up? Yes, sir. I did. I started playing uh, youth tackle football in seventh grade, and we played Oakdale every year. And uh, actually, in eighth grade, our last year in youth. Um, we played Oakdale in the Super Bowl and came out on top. So it's a little kind of like a rematch. It, it, know, it is me. a rematch. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, just the significance of this game, getting the chance to do this in high school for a state championship. Uh, what, what, what does that mean to you? It's uh, really, it's just an amazing opportunity. I mean, playing with the guys that I grew up playing with and grew up going to school with, um, it's something that a lot of people don't get to be a part of, and I'm lucky enough to be a part of that. So it's just really cool opportunity for me and my brothers out there. And, and what were those youth games with Oakdale like? Were they always super competitive and super close? Hundred percent, yeah. I mean, Oakdale every year always a physical team, really athletic too, well coached. So every year it'd be close game, yes, sir. Yeah, it's sort of like a dream come true, right? Like this wasn't possible a couple of years ago, but but now with with the way they redid the playoffs, it is, and 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 you guys get this cool opportunity. Yeah, all the reseeding kind of uh plays in our favor yeah how, how intense was the super bowl back in uh, Luya? it was it was a pretty good game i think we won by maybe six points or something don't remember the score but did you, did you was... score a touchdown in the game or no sir ethan arneson that guy <laughs> yeah. had all the touchdowns yeah he, 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 he has he has a knack for doing that yes but, he but, does but, but what's your big memory from that game um i think my memory was probably um i think blocking off the edge for ethan uh i think it was third quarter um, we were up by like maybe a couple points. I don't really remember the score, but blocking off the edge for Ethan, it was like power or something. But I made a pretty good block, and Ethan went down, got like a twenty-yard gain, gave gave us first down. I remember that. That was probably my favorite memory from the game. And, and how did you guys react? How did you guys celebrate winning that Super Bowl? 
Uh, we went out and uh, we had dinner and just the whole team and the coaches and yeah, we were we were pretty happy to end off youth like that. It was awesome. Right. Over the course of this season, it seems like you guys have gotten better and better and better. Last week against Northern, to me, it seemed like it might have been your best game of the season. Would you sort of agree with that? 100% agree. Yes, sir. Um, as the season went on, I feel like receiving-wise, our receivers, uh, oh my God, we got so good at not just like catching the ball, run after run after catch, but blocking. I mean, blocking is number one with Linganore, and we've improved so much on that. It's amazing uh, how far we've come. And you had three touchdowns in the game, one of your better games, right? Yes, sir. Yep, it's kind of a, almost like a revenge game from two years ago. Northern topped us in states. That was a, that was a rough one. And um, I feel like we were just ready to go. And, uh, yeah, so we, we really came out firing. This is like a revenge tour for you guys, it seems, because you beat Franklin, who got you in, who got you in 18. Uh, you got – and that, that was in the quarterfinals. You got Northern last week, who beat you in the 21 championship game. And now you get Oakdale, who got you earlier in the season. So this is kind of the revenge tour, right? Yes, sir. Uh, all year it's been about just 1-0, beating the teams that have beaten us, especially last year. We didn't do very good last year. It's been about beating those teams that have beaten us. And every week just go 1-0, focus on what's right ahead. All right. Uh, you guys got the passing game going. You, know, you and Christian were really in sync. Just how uh, Ethan obviously does his thing and gets all the accolades he deserves, but um, how have you guys been able to improve the passing game over the course of the season? Um, as far as our passing game goes, I just feel like me and Christian have gotten a much better connection than what we had during the regular season, and um, I definitely feel like our coaching is, uh, our coaches are more comfortable calling those pass plays, especially as the playoffs have kind of kicked off, and uh, I think it's great that we're able to pass the ball a little bit more now because obviously that, that gives room for Ethan to run around everywhere. What was it like to, for you to score three touchdowns in the state semifinals? It was it was unbelievable. I mean, I, I've never scored three touchdowns in the game before. That was the first time for me. Um, it was awesome. I mean, one touchdown is, you know, I get really excited, but three, I, w I was so pumped, and my teammates were pumped for me. It was it was a great experience. I was happy. Yeah, that, I mean, that was a dream come true in itself too, right? Yes, sir. Right. Yeah. And, and everyone played so well. I mean, Ethan did his thing. Christian played well. Uh, M uh, you played you played great. Uh, MJ Rollette, interception, and he had a, he had a couple of touchdowns. Um, number number five, uh, who, who, Brody uh, Damon. Uh, bro, bro, yeah, he 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 had a couple of interceptions. Excuse me, Brody, uh, for for, for um, <laughs> blanking on your name there. But but yeah, he played. The defense played great. It was just a total team effort yes sir i mean everybody came together and we were ready to play i mean like i said northern had beaten us before and we weren't ready to lose we we knew that oakdale was going to make it to state game and we wanted to make it too so everybody was firing on all cylinders it was amazing what up coach c hey. how are you sir oh do, doing very well thanks for having us craig and, and a side note too matt as a sophomore he had two touchdowns in the state championship game you you did so your your big game Matt in other words yes sir yes sir well, why 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 do you play your best um, in, in the biggest occasions uh, I don't know I just feel like you know there's nothing to lose we got to go out there and just need to deliver what do you make of all this coach C uh, first Frederick County all all state or uh, first all Frederick County state football final uh, two two great teams. Uh, uh, you, you guys are used to this. So you, you're used to practicing after Thanksgiving and in the cold weather. But but but, but what do you make of this group and, oh. and this opportunity you have on Saturday? I, obviously, this is a great opportunity for everybody, uh, our kids, 
this is this is one of my favorite groups to, to coach. They're they they have fun. They work hard every day. They understand the process that uh, you know what what we need to do. Everybody has a role. Uh, they got to fill their role, and, and and it's just been it's been a great opportunity to, to keep coaching football. You know, I I I love practice. I love uh, going out on Monday and and putting it together and trying to build it for, towards the week. And uh, obviously, we have a great challenge this week with Oakdale. But it's uh, it we got to spend 14 weeks with with this group of uh, players, and they're. Uh, they're they're really fun to be around. Yeah, uh, we, you love practice more than more than more than your players love practice. I mean, that, that's well documented on this podcast yeah. and, and, and in other places too. But what does it say about Frederick County football that that two teams have done this? I think it says it's, it's volume. It's, it it talks about the quality of Frederick County football. Obviously, you know, Walkersville was playing last week as well. We had a, three or four teams that were seven, still... seven teams in the quarterfinals. Yeah, that's yeah. that's, that's uh, amazing. So. It, uh, Frederick is is known for its football, and we uh, we 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 backed it up this this year. Right. Why do you why do you love coaching this group so much? Uh, they like each other. They're 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 buddies. They're they're great kids. Uh, Matt Matt's one of the nicest kids in our school, and he had three touchdowns in the uh, quarterfinals. I mean, come on. He's, they're just great kids. Mike Ayers was you did a thing on him. He's he's. Big, strong, physical kid, but he's one of the nicest kids in our hallway. So it's just, just, just they're just fun to be around. They get it. Do you want nice guys, or do you want do you need some meanness on the? Well, can they be mean on the football field? I we, mean, we, you want them nice off the field, obviously, I, but but they need to be mean on the field. We, a little we, bit, we, right? we talk about crossing over the white line. Yeah, things change, and your personality and, and what we're trying to accomplish changes. But when we go when we're in the hallway or in the cafeteria, or whatever, we want to be uh, be gentlemen and be uh, be mannerly and. and I've, you heard Matt. Matt's one of the. He's he's one of those guys. Matt, are you a nice guy on the football field? Uh, not on the football field. I'm not. Okay. Uh, right. So so you so you have that you have you have that mean streak that that, that you need. So, um, coach, it seems like this team is getting better and better and better. I mean, and and would you say that the Northern game was maybe your best game of the season? I I, I do. I do think we played as well as we played all year. It was uh. We were we we you know we took our shots and we hit them uh, defensively. We we made some plays to, to get off the field. Uh, special teams were really good, so it's uh, it's it, you know they're they're playing we're playing really well right now in all three phases. Why why are you playing so well? Do you think? Uh, well, we've had 14 weeks of practice, you know, so we're uh, you know putting the time in. They they, they you know come, you know if you come to our practice, it, it, they're quick, they're they're organized. Our kids have have places to be, and they just do a great job of. Working on their craft that they they that associated with their position, and it's just uh, they've gotten better. Uh, you mentioned Mikey Ayers. He he was not a part of your team last year because he was was injured. Just uh, we, we, and, and that was a huge loss. You guys missed him. Well, we we oh my gosh, M- missing Mikey is is an understatement. It was like a punch in the gut when I found out he got towards ACL, and he was going to miss his junior year. I just felt so bad for the kid, for him to come back and play the way he's played and have an opportunity to play. The 14th week of the season is just really a tribute to him and his 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 determination to, to get back and, and be part of this and be with his best friends. Now, you, you pointed out to me in a conversation earlier this week that um, 2021, when you had Mikey Ayers, you were in the state final. Right, right. Yep. You didn't have him last year. You guys, you guys got tripped up on, on the way. But but now that he's back, you guys are, are back in the state final. What, what does he mean to that, that defensive line? Oh, he, he's – Really, you know, he's he's played really well in offense, uh, but he's he's really been maybe our best defensive player uh, the, the last couple of weeks, and it's been fun to 
to see him do that. I think I think Mikey understands the the the, the urgency to be really good now at this point in the season. And he's uh, he's up, been up to the challenge. He's done a great job. How did he handle? I mean, obviously he was disappointed uh, to get hurt and miss last season. But how did he handle the re- the rehab process? Oh, he was he was great. He 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 was way ahead of schedule. He's Mike, Mikey Pound for Pound is one of our strongest kids. He's 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 really a good athlete. And uh, the uh, for him to rehab the way he did and to come back as soon as he did and be able to do certain things ahead of schedule was not surprising. What can you say about Mr. Arneson? I mean, now he's setting every record in the book, most touchdowns in, 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 in a season, or most touchdowns in Frederick County history, most yards in Frederick County history. I mean, uh, he, he's, he's doing things that no running back uh, is, is ever done in this county before. And, and, and of all the running backs that you've had at your yeah. schools, Zach Swinak, Pat Balderson, Kevin Myers, I mean, the, the, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Uh, he's right at the top of the list, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. He's... he's uh... Ethan has, has been everything we've hoped for. Uh, and again, you know, it's, it's not by accident. This, this kid works his tail off. He's a hardworking kid in the weight room. Uh, we had college coaches at practice yesterday. And the thing they were impressed with him was that he was running scout team tailback and running so hard and playing so hard, trying to make us, our defense better. He's just a team guy too. I mean, he really, uh, you know, some of this could go to make your ego or your head or make, you know, uh, Ethan really just, takes it one game at a time, and he wants nothing more than win a state championship. Right. How much is his wrestling where, where he's a state champion caliber wrestler? Yeah. How much How much does that translate on the football oh, field? I think it, I think the toughness, absolutely, the grit. Uh, balance, it, too, right? His balance is, is absolutely amazing. Uh, and, and, again, he's he's a weight room kid like like Matt over here. Matt, Matt, Matt and Ethan probably are our two strongest pound-for-pound kids we have on our team, so that's saying something. Both those guys are just phenomenal in the weight room. And, and it, again, it's – when your best players are your hardest working players, it, it, it goes a long way setting the tone and the culture for your football team. Uh, what do you appreciate the most about Ethan, Matt? Um, I'd probably say he's probably our one of our best teammates. I mean, obviously he's one of our best players, but as a teammate, I mean, he picks you up when you're feeling down and he has a way of just hyping you up. And that's why he's a team captain. I mean, he's that guy. When you watch him run, what sort of stands out in your mind? Just the way it takes like four or five guys to take him down. I mean, his feet keep on going, keeps moving his legs. I mean, he's so strong at one on one. He's not. He's not going down. So you just need every, you need the whole team to bring him down. Right. He doesn't seem to get tired either, Coach. I mean, you got you you, you have no problem handing him the ball forty plus times in a game. Not not at all. Uh, his his conditioning, his training. Uh, you know, and, and Matt Matt hit on that. He's a great teammate. He's also the type of leader that if you're not p- carrying your weight, you're not pulling your weight, he's going to let you know. And, you know, catching grief from Ethan Arnison is a heck of a lot worse than catching grief from Coach Connor. Okay, so uh, that's, that's what he means to our team in, in that leadership capacity. But, but he's, um, like I said, it's, it's, it's no accident where he has accomplished because he's, he's earned every bit of it. What, what's it like blocking for him, Matt, especially as a wide receiver? I mean, blocking is – Blocking is one of my weak points as a receiver, but he just makes it so much easier for me. I mean, he's um, – I don't know how to explain it. I mean, he's just – he's such a good runner. The DB goes – he just goes straight down, and I'm able to block him, and Ethan just runs straight up. So there's no – makes my job a lot easier. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, Christian uh, Petrozello, coach, uh, two-year starter for you, right? Or, yes, sir. Uh, two-year starter. Um, and played as a sophomore. He, he played as a sophomore. He's going to play college at, at the next level at, at, at Bucknell. Oh. Just um, talk about Christian stepping into a, a pretty high-profile job on, on a pretty high-profile team and just how he's handled it and, and gotten better. Uh, yes. Uh, Christian was, was born for this. He's, uh, he's, he's a true quarterback. Uh, Bucknell's getting a, a great addition to their football team. He's his improvement over the course of the season and his confidence and his staying in the pocket, trusting his receivers, because uh, he he has an incredible arm. He can make all the throws. He's and his ability to run the ball. I mean, I, I saw a couple of runs last yeah. week against North. One was one was called back by a penalty. He he had a touchdown called back. And I'm I'm not sure you label him a, a, a dual threat quarterback, but he he can he can run and 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 move the change with with his legs as well as his arms. So he's he's a multi dimensional talent uh he's a big kid he's a strong kid he works hard in the weight room uh yeah he's 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 settled in really well <laughs> uh being, being the quarterback at Lincoln, i mean you're gonna draw some scrutiny you're gonna draw praise when, when, when you play well you're gonna draw scrutiny when, when, when maybe you're not playing as well as some people think just how do you think he's handled just maybe any criticism he's gotten or or, or that scrutiny well he, you know he did our our quarterback coach uh coach clancy does a great job with christian they're tight uh, i think he's yeah i think he's learned that some sometimes you're gonna hear things you don't want to hear, and that's just life. And and it goes in one ear out the other, and you 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 get better from it, and you don't make the same mistake twice, and and you uh, you take care of the ball, and and good things happen. I think that's where he's at. He's it's been a a building process for him, and and we couldn't be happier the way he's playing right now. Yeah, I mean, and he's he's tall. I don't know if he has prototypical size for a quarterback, but he's got ideal size for a quarterback. Uh, he's he's every bit of six three, six four. He's two hundred and ten pounds. He's gonna get bigger too, uh, right? In college, on a college weight yeah, program, yeah. yeah. And, and and he's he's coming and really gotten strong for us. And I, you know, he he was a one eighty five pound guy bench press when he got here, and now he's reps out two twenty five. And and for a quarterback, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, talk, Matt. Talk about your relationship with Christian and how it's grown over the years, and, and how you feel Christian's improved as a quarterback in his time at Ligonier. Well, when I first met Christian a couple years back, I mean, right away, I mean, I knew that he was going to be a good guy to be around because I met him first in the weight room at Ligonier, and I could tell he had the work ethic, he had the spirit, and he had the grit. So, I, as the season, you know, kind of progressed last year. Um, obviously, we struggled a little bit, but I think the way that he bounced back from a rough season last year to going to states this year, I mean, obviously he can make every throw. I mean, all the three touchdowns I had, they were right in my hands. I mean, I didn't have to do anything. I just called it. I mean, he throws perfect balls, and like Coach Connor said, he's he's a dual threat, and um, people should probably start labeling him as that because he can run. He can run a lot, and um, I just think as a teammate, He's he's a very good teammate. He he picks you up in practice, and if you're kind of slugging along in practice, he'll he'll make sure that you're picking it up. And I think my relationship with Christian has gotten a lot better. Obviously, as the playoffs have gone on this year, we're we're connecting on passes, and yeah, I just. I love playing for Christian, one of the best quarterbacks in the state. Right. There seems to be a toughness about Christian too, not just physical, but 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 mental as well. Oh yeah, I mean. There's a lot of stuff that people say about him, positive and negative, and uh, he just he just takes that. I mean, he just yeah, that that doesn't phase him. Right. All right. Uh, tell me about Oakdale. What, what do you see in Oakdale, and sort of what challenge do they present? Oakdale. I mean, 
they're they're a very good football team. Obviously, they've they've made it to the state championship game, and they got they got some talent. They got some really good talent. They got that the big guy, the four star on the edge. They got a three star receiver, and then quarterback is just an insane athlete. Yeah, three all going to D one school. Yes, sir. Yeah. All three of them, and um, coaching. They have really good coaching, and at they're kind of like us, really. They got they got athletes. They got a good squad that came up through youth together. They got a good good coaching staff. So it's going to be a really tough matchup, and I'm excited for it. Uh, what are your impressions, coach, of the Oakdale program? Uh, they really don't have any weaknesses. Uh, they uh, they're, they're outstanding on special teams. We know that firsthand. Uh, offensively, they they do a lot, and they they got a lot of guys to to make things happen. You know, I think sometimes their running back is underrated, but he's. He's been fantastic. Uh, defensively, they they make you they change it up a lot. Uh, they got the the kid on the one side can really almost take away half the field. So, we you know obviously we got our hands full. Uh, how much can you take from the first game you you played him, Matt? Uh, how much will the first matchup, a game you lost by a touchdown, apply to apply to what happens on Saturday? Um, I think it really boils down to who wants it more. Because uh, week four we played them, and I mean I think we were inside the five maybe three times, and we didn't score. That's well, why? Why not? What happened? Well, I just I just think that they wanted to stop us more than we wanted to score, and that just look at looking at Saturday, we just we need to want it more. Because obviously we're basically the same team. I feel like, and it's going to boil down to that. Right. Uh, how how much, if at all, uh, coach, can you take from the from the first game? Uh, you know, you, a lot, you know, you can, you, Oakdale does Oakdale stuff. He's, he's offensively They're they're, you know, they, they're, they got their trick plays. They, they can make all the, they, they go deep, mediocre, uh, meteor, me, medium routes. Uh, they run the ball. The quarterback is, you know, ridiculous. It's, it's just, uh, we got our hands full. We, we, we got to, but, but, you know, we, we were in a position to, to, win that game and and we have to understand that and you know Matt's talking about you know you, you got to want it uh you know we got to be willing to do whatever it takes Saturday right. right uh this game hasn't gone well for you in recent years I mean you guys are you guys are uh in a bit of a rut in this state championship game it, does that do you I, I know you don't think about it but but does that weigh on the anyone in the program at all or uh, uh, no nah, I, I, I think each year you know you, you got new kids you know and we, we have a handful that were there uh three years ago or yeah, three years ago. So it's it's. Uh, yeah, yeah. E- e- Matt, were you were you on? Were you part of that team in twenty one? Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. And, and Ethan was too. Ethan, yeah. So right. Christian was there. So we, you know, new kids. It's it's new year and it's a new week. You know, so we gotta you know get it together and get better every day this week, which I think we have. Today was our best practice so far. Um, it it helped that it wasn't twenty five degrees. <laughs> it's supposed to warm up tomorrow too. Yes, uh, you get a little better uh, each day, uh, so. right? Exactly, and you might get some forties or fifties uh, for game time too, yeah, so. which no one would complain about. No, so, no, not at all. Yeah. So it's uh, so yeah, um, history. Nah, history's out the window. It's 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 a one game thing. It's an, it's it's these guys, uh, and to go it down there with this group is is really really uh, fantastic. They're they're just fun to coach. Like I said, it's Friday's going to be our last practice. Saturday we'll have a walkthrough. We'll get on the bus uh, afternoon Saturday and, and go see 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 what we got. Right, it's spoken like a true process oriented guy, not a, not a results oriented guy. Right. Yes. Oh, I, we like the journey. 
Uh, you want to win. I'm not saying you don't yeah. want to win, but but you care more about the process. You like you like the process more than whatever the result ends up we, being. We, we want to prepare correctly and and let the kids play on on Saturday night at seven and uh, and and trust our guys. Right, Matt. You beat Northern last week. I know that was big for you guys since they got you in 21. But but do you have do you have memories and things you could learn from having gone down there uh, a couple of years ago and, and the outcome not going your way? Yes, sir. Um. I think the fact that we have a few guys on this team that have the experience of playing in that state championship game is really, really going to help us. Um, I really feel like it's just the first time you go down there and you walk into Navy Stadium, it's um, it's it's just so real. I mean, it's a huge stadium. I mean, it's it's beautiful. But um, I think that we have some experience there, so that's really going to play to our advantage. We know what. We know what needs to happen. Well, what are your college plans, sir? Well, I'd, obviously, I'd, I'd like to play football in college. Not sure where, but um, maybe I'd send out my film, get an offer. I mean, that's that's a dream for a lot of people. I'd like to have that, you know, happen for me. You know, uh, Matt Matt's obviously an outstanding wide receiver, but he's also very possibly the best punter in Maryland. He's 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 received a lot of college uh, looks and and. Uh, in, inquiry so we'll see what happens as this as in the next month or two i mean there's no glory in being the punter uh how did how did you get that job and how did you sort of develop your skills uh as a punter <laughs> well last year i was i was the backup punter to gavin Vether, who's now doing a fine job at stevenson and um i kind of just learned from him and this year i got coach ben arneson teach me a couple of tricks so i'm just i'm learning from him and just getting better as the season well, goes well, on was ben ben was a was he a punter or? Um... I don't think so. Okay. I, don't, I don't think he was. <laughs> so what does so what, what, what does Ben know about uh, punting? Uh, he uh, he's really good. He works with our kickers and punters. He's okay. really really good. He's he's probably he's self taught. He's okay. uh, uh, really has some good stuff and good tips. And when when something's not going right, he he's immediately points out. You know, hey hey your foot placement. Hey the, the drop of the ball. This and that. So yeah, we're lucky to have Ben. Jack of all trades. That, uh, that yes, ben he Arson. is. <laughs> Do you play other sports, Matt? Do you play basketball or? I, you, uh, yes, sir. Uh, I play basketball and lacrosse. Okay, so you're a th- you're a three sport athlete. Yes, sir. So, but but f- you'd like to play football in college, or is that priority number one? Uh, I would there? definitely like to play football in college, but okay. I, lacrosse is a second option. I love lacrosse too. And, yeah. and you got to jump right into basketball season too, right? Yes, sir. Right, getting, right away. Uh, right, but but yeah. but but you'll gladly take that because you get a chance to play in a game like this. Oh yeah. So, uh, go, and, go ahead, Coach. And, and Matt uh, academically is a star too. He's he's a straight A student. He's he's uh, like I said, he's 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 a super kid, and, and we're glad to have him on our football team. He makes everybody on our team better, and uh, just, just like I said, he's, he comes out and works hard every day. What what do you want to study in college? Sports medicine. Um, actually, right now I, I hold an internship position at uh, Rehab to Reform in the Mount Airy. Fantastic. So um, that's definitely. You want to be a personal trainer, or, what, or what's the what's the future? Physical physical therapist, okay. maybe. Yeah. So I'm definitely looking down that road right now. Uh, awesome. Uh, what do you think it's going to be like Saturday, walking into the stadium, stepping on the field? What do you think the emotions will be like? Just what are you generally expecting Saturday? Um, for me, I'm I'm kind of uh, expecting a little deja vu. I mean, kind of like two years ago, same thing, walking into that stadium. Um. Obviously, the nerves are going to be running high because you know it's at stake. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm really excited to go back to that stadium. Right, coach. What are you expecting? Uh, pure excitement, uh, opportunity. 
you know, I was, you know, we have a good amount of kids that have been there before. They they were there last year. They played in the game. Um, it should it has the makings of everything that's uh, good about high school football. Okay, Matt Hopman, uh, Rick Connor, thanks for coming in, guys. Best of luck Saturday. It should, should be a great game. So thank you. Thanks now, for having us, Greg. Now, when we come back, we do have to get the other side of this, to be fair. So when we come back here on The Final Score, we'll talk to uh, Kurt Stein and we'll talk to the starting center, uh, Sean Tenna. Uh, stay with us here on The Final Score Podcast. All right, welcome back to The Final Score, and we welcome in the other half of the state championship equation this weekend in Annapolis as Oakdale coach uh, Kurt Stein and one of his senior captains, uh, Sean Tetta, uh, the center on the Bears offensive line, join us. Guys, thanks for doing this. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Always always a pleasure, Greg. Thanks for having us on. Uh, Kurt, Kurt, it seems like this group has been on a mission all season long to do what you guys have the chance to do Saturday, which is win uh, the, the 3A state championship. And I, I was just wondering if that mission started as soon as you guys stepped off the field last season against Damascus uh, at Navy? I, truthfully, it started when uh, Evan, Hunter, and Dom and myself were answering questions from you in the press room at Naval Academy. And, and the three of them uh, sat there like men and they answered the questions and they told me they'd never let it happen again. So from that point on, for the last 12 months, this has been our mission and we're within a couple of days of trying to accomplish it. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to do it. I mean, it wasn't going to happen if you guys uh, just snapped your fingers or wanted it to happen. You guys had to put in the work, too. This has been one of the hardest working groups we've ever had. Um, you know, they had a wonderful summer. We pushed them really, really hard because we knew it was at stake. And they've responded. And especially the last four or five weeks of practice have been excellent. The guys are just doing a great job. They're really focused. This is what they've wanted, and this is what they've said they've wanted, and they've done all the things necessary to try to accomplish it. Uh, Sean here is one of your senior captains, and I wanted to talk to you about him because he was put in a very tough spot last year. You guys had the unfortunate injury with your, your captain last year and your emotional leader, Josh Crummett, right at a crucial point in, in, in the state semifinals. Josh was unfortunately unable to play against Damascus uh, in the state final last year, uh, but, but Sean here was the man that had to fill some pretty big shoes. You know, Sean, Sean took all those reps in practice all year long. Obviously, he was the, the backup behind Josh Crummett. But I thought the whole experience playing in the game but also practicing last year really taught Sean how to play the position. Josh Crummett was one of the best centers we've ever had, but not just from a playing standpoint, but from understanding how to really quarterback the offensive line, which in our system, the center is just such a crucial thing that we do. And Sean learned at the feet of Josh last year. And Sean's had one of the best seasons of any player that we've ever had this year. And I think everything that happened last year really helped propel him to this season. Sean, what was it like getting thrown in the fire last year? Uh, you know, at first, it was definitely a roller coaster of emotions. Seeing him go down and knowing that I had to go in, it was definitely a lot at first. But all the reps, me and Crumman would uh, split reps in practice, and I would run with the ones in offense all throughout that year. So being put in that position wasn't very hard to accomplish the goal that we had at state no but but you're doing it on the biggest stage though i mean this is the state semifinals and you're being asked uh, to man a very important position i mean every play starts starts with you uh in, in a huge game i mean the, the, the stage couldn't have been bigger when, when when you got thrown in there i mean you didn't have a chance to ease into the ease into the shallow end so to speak yeah it was just um 
you know, before after before every play, I would just try to ease my mind and stay in a calm, calm place in my mind so that it was the offense came easier to me and I was able to read the field just as I would in practice. Uh, another thing that's easier said than done, just, just calming your mind and, and, and staying calm. Uh, what, what did you do and, and what, what was sort of your process there and, and, and how effective was it? Um, to sound, not to sound cliche, but I would really just take some deep breaths before every play when Coach Stein would uh, call in the plays, just try to relax, forget last play if I messed up or anything, and just worry about the next play and next drive. The the experience of playing in a in a state championship game, I mean, how cool was that for you uh, and just how valuable was that for you? Um, walking on that field for the first time was definitely a very big eye-opening moment because you see all the, the huge stadium, all the seats with people watching. And, you know, it was a great time. And the experience was something that I took into this season because we were so close last year and we knew we could get back here this year. So just knowing how we felt after we lost that state game was really our motivator throughout this whole season. Yeah, I mean, how did you How did you feel? What, what did you take away from that loss to Damascus? Um, I took away that we just needed to come back harder in the offseason we knew that we couldn't worry about the plays that we could have done better in the state game. We just had to worry about most of our senior last years for our seniors and just worry about next year since we knew we could get back to the Naval Academy. All right. Uh, everyone knows, Sean, about Evan. Everyone knows about Dom. Everyone knows about Hunter Thompson. But uh, where you guys experienced the most loss to graduation was along the line. So, and that's where the big questions were, if there were any, uh, about your team this season. So, Talk about how the line has come together, uh, how you feel it's played over the course of the season, and, and just how it's improved as the season's gone on. Over the summer, we found out we found our new line, and from there we just started with the basics, trying to understand how we were going to run the offense with the line we had. And at the beginning of the season, it was definitely a little shaky, a couple blocking misalignments that still happen to this day. But we've gotten better, and we've definitely minimized those mistakes that we used to have at the beginning of the season. And you have a leader, like Josh Crummett, you have a leadership position on this team and on the line. How, how did you sort of step into that leadership position on the line? Um, I just, throughout practice, I'm just making sure everyone's staying focused. There's no side talking. We're just focused on the plays. And if we do make a mistake, listen to the coaches and try to fix it the next play instead of just not worrying about what you made a mistake on. Uh, Kurt, how do you feel the line has performed? I mean, because, again, that's where the question marks were, if there were any, with your squad. Well, it's been fantastic. fantastic. And the reason is because of Sean Ted's leadership. You know, he's taken everything by the horn, as he said, from the first day in the summer, from really from football class in January all the way on. It, Sean is the only senior that starts on our offensive line. He's the only one. And so it was him and a bunch of new guys. And, you know, Taylor Kalisian is a junior, but he is a, a three-year starter. So, obviously, he had some experience. But Sean has really taken the five of them under his wing, and he's taught them. There's a lot going on in our in our system. We we do a lot more than probably most, and we put a lot out on Sean. And every Friday, we have a film session. And I'm not talking to the whole line. I'm talking to Sean about what the checks are going to be, how we're going to identify the fronts, 
how we're going to recognize blitz and pick it up. And he quarterbacks the whole thing up there by himself. And, you know, the young guys aren't young guys anymore. We've played 14 games and quite frankly, over the last month or so, they've played really, really well, but they, they've come to this point because Sean's led them there. The leadership piece with Sean, did that happen just naturally Did he just naturally and seamlessly step into it? Or did he sort of pull Sean aside and say, Hey, Josh Crummett was a huge leader for us. We sort of, we, we don't want you to be Josh and we don't need you to be a, another Josh Crummett, but we sort of need that leadership piece from our center. Well, Sean's always been a leader in his own way because he's always been a leader by example. Even when he was a young guy for us, he's always been one of the hardest workers. But I do think I've never had to tell him or ask him really to do anything, but I do think being around Josh last year had an impact. He leads in a different way. Sean's a vocal leader, but maybe not to the extent of, of Josh, but Sean understood that when he comes in and he mans the middle, that he has to be in control of the situation. And I do think he's mimicked a lot of those things from Josh and he's just done a great job. Is that true? Is that true, Sean? Uh, Josh really sort of helped show you uh, how to do the job last year. Yeah, definitely watching Crummett throughout practice be that vocal leader, trying to push everybody to practice at the hardest we can was definitely something that I try to implement this season because I really wasn't much as much of a vocal leader, like Coach Stein said, but just trying to add that into my leadership role definitely was a key thing that I was focused on. Well, were you, that vocal leadership piece, was that sort of stepping out of your comfort zone a little bit or is it just something that's sort of natural and just hasn't had the chance to shine through yet? Um. I think uh, it, it definitely took a little bit to get used to talking because I usually like to sit back and just do the work and have everyone else uh, mimic my movements. So having becoming a vocal leader definitely took a little bit. But after a while, I saw everybody would respond well to it. So it just motivated me to keep being vocal. Uh, this is not the first time you and some of your teammates have faced Ligonor in a championship game. I believe in the Luya Super Bowl, uh, you, you were a big part of the Oakdale team. And, and, uh, talk about that experience of, of, of facing Ligonor in that game. Um, eighth grade year, that was my first year playing for the Oakdale football program at all because I played for other programs before then. But it was definitely a great experience because I met all the people that I still play with to this day. And I learned about the Lingonor rivalry because even in eighth grade, that was still the biggest week, no matter what, during practice, during the game. So playing in that championship against them definitely had some more motivation towards this game. Why Why did that Super Bowl not go your way? Because I know Lingonor got you that day. <laughs> I don't know. We just – I don't know. I guess we didn't come to play that game. It's going to be different on Saturday. Though. Different on oh, yeah, Saturday, sure. I imagine, yes. right? Um, yeah. How how cool is it to have this game? To have two Frederick County schools. It's the first time it's happened. How cool is it for you to be a part of this sort of historic moment? It's really cool. You know, before the playoffs started, we knew that Lingonor, we had a chance to see them, but we didn't know when. But when we saw that it would be in states, we were all looking forward to that one game because, as you said, even during our regular season games, they're like playoff games. Everyone shows out for both teams. So to have that in a Saints game is just another level. Uh, Kurt, this is quite a statement for Frederick County football. What, what you and I have been talking about for years is, is there's, no, there's no off weeks. I mean, if, if you get a Frederick County team on your schedule, you're going you're to have to come to play. Yeah, I mean, just look at the scores of Ligonor and ourselves over the last month with against other high-caliber playoff teams, right? I mean, 
I think, and we've talked about this for years, but I think the best public school football in the state of Maryland is played in Frederick County. And I think seven, you, seven teams in the quarterfinals out of 10 state quarterfinals. Exactly. And, you know, and it's because it's because of what we were talking about. We have none of us have a regular uh, easy regular season because we have to all play each other. So when we get to week nine, 10, 11, we're battle tested and we have the scars to show it. And we know how to play winning football. You know, Frederick County football is physical football. All the programs are dedicated to the offseason. Everybody trains. You know what I mean? Everybody can run the ball. So when it gets cold and windy like this, and sometimes maybe passing might be a little more difficult, everybody in Frederick County can lean back on the run game if they have to. And most of them now can even throw when they have to, too. It's just it's just a higher level level of football. And like I said, when you just look at the scores of the playoff games, you can really see that. Uh, a word on the strength of your schedule, too. Uh, you opened in week one with on the road uh, with Milford Mill, uh, the unbeaten 2A state champion last year. Uh, by week four, uh, you, you know, in week three, you, you faced Allegheny, uh, perennial power in Western Maryland. Week four, you're playing Ligonor, the team you're going to see on uh, Saturday in the state final. Uh, was the schedule set up this way intentionally? Uh, and just how have your kids been able to face down such a daunting schedule? I mean, as you know, from covering us the last 10 years, we never shy away from competition in the regular season. Even We didn't even do it when it was really hard to make the playoffs, you know? So we believe that if we want to win in November and December, then we're going to have to play hard games before November and December. So we never shy away from competition. Like you said, we played about as hard of a week one game as anybody could schedule in the state of Maryland. You know, we came out on top. We played Allegheny, Frederick. Ligonor, Middletown, Walkersville, Urbana. So, I mean, we've, we've been through the gamut, you know, and then the play, and we played four playoff opponents already. So we're always going to play a tough schedule here. And even if we didn't want to, to be honest, we would have to anyway, cause nobody will play us. So we can only get the best of the best teams on our schedule anyway, because nobody's really willing to play Oakdale and they really haven't been willing to play Oakdale for about the last six or seven years. Yeah. So we're always going to have it tough and we don't mind it that way at all. Well, why, why do you think teams are ducking you? Because it doesn't matter anymore. Everyone makes the playoffs. That's a great question. You'd have, you'd have to ask all of them. I've, I've always wondered that for years, you know, I've never understood. I mean, before I mean, it mattered because like you guys know you, you lose one game and you're on the, you can't get a home playoff game, but, but, but now when everyone makes the playoffs, wouldn't you want to be a little battle tested? I mean, I, I I'm, I'm not talking to you. I'm just, I'm just wondering out loud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would, and you know, I think, I think it's hurt some teams in the past too. We see a lot of teams that go nine, no in the regular season and then they're out in the second round. And I think a lot of that's because they don't understand how to play in a tight ball game. Right. Uh, a word about your defense, too, which might not get the credit it deserves. I mean, Dom certainly does, and he's the best defensive player in the state. But 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 everyone else, too, is, is you guys have faced some pretty prolific offenses, especially last week with City College and their quarterback. And and you've done you've done a pretty darn good job against them. Yeah, I mean, I really think they're our most improved unit. The biggest difference I see when I put on the tape. Uh, the old tape against Ligonor this year. So I really think our defense has really gotten better. And they had a good game overall that that night too. They made two great goal line stands that were really a difference in the game. But I just, when I watch us right now, we look so improved defensively to me. We're really playing sound. We're playing together. We're gang tackling. The guys are really doing a nice job. And, you know, I think, I think that's really in the area that we've improved the most. And I think it's an area that we're going to have to lean on on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, Ligonor played an awesome game, maybe their best game of the season against Northern Calvert. Uh, you guys uh, 
uh, got off to a slow start against City, but but then uh, hit hit full stride. Do you think this is a game where between two teams that are really playing their best football at the right time? I mean, I think so. I mean, I, truthfully, I think we've been the best two teams in three A the whole year. Um, but when I when I watch Ligonor through the playoffs here, I think they're playing really well. We know how good they are and how tough of an opponent they're going to be, and we you know we've known that since the beginning. So we have nothing but the utmost respect for them, and we know they're playing great right now, but we do feel like we're playing very well too. Uh, Sean, do you feel you're playing your best football right now as a team? I feel like I definitely think we are. You know, our defense definitely came together near the end of the season. We're getting turnovers, multiple turnovers basically every game. Our offense has been just as powerful throughout the season, and we've improved every single week. Right now, we're, I think we are playing our best football for sure. You guys have made it look pretty easy with your scores, but uh, I don't know if you've really played your best. I don't know if you've played your A game, so to speak, uh, for much of the season. And you guys were getting by on, on, on talent and just your will and determination. But how, how many times, Sean, would you say you played A football, A Oakdale football? Um, I think we've, throughout the regular season, I think we definitely played it a few games. We played... Walkersville was definitely one of our better games for sure. We definitely we were containing their run near the second half. The first half was a little slippery. And then definitely our defense against City was probably our best defensive performance due to their all their wide receivers and having to learn how to cover all these different round combinations that our DBs did a great job of guarding. Right. Do you think your kids have played their best game yet, Kurt? We've just been saving it for Saturday, Greg. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a good time to, to save it for. Um, yeah, you've certainly had A moments, but but that A, all three components, I mean, I, I think in the last couple of weeks you've, you've, you've probably gotten pretty close to that uh, just given the competition you faced. But, but, but you guys could win a game 48 to 12, and you could say, well, we didn't really play that well. I mean, that, that, that's the level uh, that, that your program has gotten to, and that's what I wanted to ask you about too because – when you first played Ligonor in 2011, uh, you, you didn't have any seniors. You, you probably didn't have much of a chance uh, to win that game, just given the makeup of, of, of the two rosters. But but now you guys are sort of looking eye to eye with Ligonor, and, and you, you match at least match them in just about every uh, phase of the game. So do you remember the good old days of 2011? And just, just a word on how far your program has come. Oh, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about the good old days. Believe me, you know, it's, it's always my motivation to come into work every single day because I have the scars from, from the beginning. And, you know, and I, I think we are what we are now because we have those scars and yes, guys like Sean were in elementary school, you know, when, when that started, but they're reminded about it a lot. And I talk about the old teams a lot and I talk about the history of our program a lot. Cause I think it's important for them to understand what we mean to so many people because there's so many people that were part of the beginning that are still watching and still riding with us today and are, you know, take so much pride and joy in, in what we've been able to accomplish and where we've become, you know, I, I live through every single moment of it, as you know, it, I'm, I'm the guy that's been here the entire time. So I know the good and the bad and my motivation to come to work every single day is to make sure that we continue to be the good. And just to be clear, your schedule wasn't like a cupcake schedule in 2011 when you didn't have any seniors on your roster, too. I mean, you guys have we played uh, a right. We played ahead. a full Frederick. We played a full Frederick County schedule, which is about as hard as you can football as you can play. Right. Well, without a senior and with a pretty inexperienced team. So, so when we when we say that you guys always play a tough schedule and 
and you haven't gotten much break. It, it's 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 true because you guys were playing a full freight schedule back when really you didn't have much business playing a playing a full freight schedule. So, um, so 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 it's just remarkable uh, how far you guys have come. Uh, w- w- what do you see when you look at Ligonor? I mean, I think they're fantastic. They always listen. We've been playing them as you said every year for fourteen years, and they're and they're never not good. Uh, their particular group that they have right now, obviously led by Ethan Arneson. He's one of the more talented guys that we've ever had to defend in my entire career, going all the way back to playing Tavon Austin when I was an assistant coach at Catoctin. And he's a slippery guy. He's really hard. He gets an extra yard all the time. You know, I think he's just a fantastic player. So wisely, they kind of run everything through him. And so he's kind of the head of the snake, if you will. I think the quarterback's really improved throughout the year, and he's doing a lot of good stuff with his feet. He makes a lot of big third down plays with his feet, which is really important. And anytime the defense is coached by Rick Connor, they're going to be sound. They're going to be smart. They're going to be in position to do the things they're going to do. You know, you know, they're not going to beat themselves. So we understand when we get there on Saturday night, that we are going to have to win the game. We're, they're not going to give it to us. And that's okay because we're, we're excited to go try to win the game. How, how do you look at the Ligonor Challenge, uh, Sean? Um, on their offensive side, you already know Ethan Arneson and Christian. Ethan is a great runner, very hard to take down. But on the defensive side, I think their D-line is also very aggressive. They all play fast to the ball. They don't shy down from contact. So I think it's definitely going to be – or hard-fought hard, hard battle, but I think we'll definitely get it done. What 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 impresses you the most about Ethan, uh, Kurt? He is amazing to me how easily he can find a sliver. Like, a lot of times when you're looking at it, there isn't really a hole or much of a hole, but somehow he buries himself up into that line, and you think he's, he's in the mass, and then he just bounces out to the inside, or he finds a little slip up the middle. He's amazing about getting the yard, and it's been funny because – this year, as, as you know, as, as Cole has sort of come on for us, his ability to get into the pile and squirt out the other side actually has been reminding me a lot of Ethan. I see I see some similarities in their running styles when you have these short guys that get behind these massive offensive lines and somehow, some way, they can always find some daylight. So he's a very impressive to me the way he can always find a sliver. Yeah, I want I want to ask you about Cole here in a minute, but I didn't want to – this to get away because Daniel Joseph, who you had really, really high hopes for uh, in each of the past couple of years, has been horribly snake bitten by injuries. Uh, just, just a word about what Daniel's gone through these past couple of years. Just how he, how has he still been a part of your team and just, just sort of handled the difficulty of, of, of these setbacks? Yeah, it's really tough. Like you say, you know, it's just an unfortunate thing. Um, injuries, unfortunately, are, are part of this and, and they're part of our game. And for Daniel, it's been really tough because, like you said, he's just had really, really bad luck. He's had two season-ending injuries two seasons in a row. And he's never really been able to to get off the ground, and so um, and, you know, it's and, been and tough. You thought, he, you thought he could have been the best, one of the best running backs to come through your program, too. Yeah, he's one of the most talented kids that I've ever met. I mean, his his talent and natural ability and strength it, it was incredible, but. You know, I, we think he could have been great for sure. It's just unfortunate for him. He just never really got a chance to partic, you know, particularly. Uh, do you remember uh, playing with uh, Daniel uh, in the Super Bowl there, uh, Sean? Yeah, even in eighth grade, he was just as big, running through everybody. And during that Super Bowl, he definitely he scored a couple of touchdowns for sure. Just and he was just just powerful, able to run o- run over people and just 
find a way to score a touchdown. Uh, and in the wake of the Joseph injuries, Kurt, you've, you've found you've captured lightning in a bottle twice now. Uh, last year it was uh, Rory Blanchard. This year is Cole Swinimer. Just uh, talk about the job that Cole has done in stepping into that job and, and running as well as he has. Well, I'll put it this way. You've you watched this play for a long time, right? Cole this year has more rushing yards than any running back in any single season in Oakdale football history. And yet, so that includes a guy that was an all, yeah, that includes a guy that was an all American at JMU. And that includes Simeon Sabute, as you know, is one of maybe the best high school running backs to come around here from a long time. So if you want to know how well Cole's playing, he's outrushed both of those two kids. It's crazy. And what's it been like blocking for Cole, uh, Sean? Um, you really, you, you really don't have to do much. As Coach Stein said, he really finds those small gaps and is able to just maneuver through the holes. He's very good at cutbacks. Anything that you need from a running back, he has. He blocks well on pass protection, make sure Evan doesn't get blindsided or anything. So he's he's a very good running back. What is the key to Saturday's game in your mind, Sean? I think it's to control the game on offense. But I think by by us being able to control the time in the game and be able to do whatever we want on offense, it forces Linganore to have to get out their comfort zone, which is their run game, to have to try to come back with maybe a little more passing. So I think if as long as we establish a good offensive strategy, we'll be perfectly fine. Uh, Kurt, can you take a whole lot from the from the first meeting? Uh, I mean, it's it, it feels like a lifetime ago, really, when we played, but. Um, we both know each other very well, right? So we're obviously going to have some wrinkles for each other, but we've played this game from an X's and O's perspective many, many times, right? So I, I think we we know what to expect a little bit, and I'm sure there's going to be some surprises like that. But at the end of the day, when the two of us get together, it's about the team that wants to play more physical. It's about the team that wants to block and wants to tackle, you know? So obviously we, we have some explosive players, so we're hoping to, to hit some explosive plays as we go through, but – at the end of the day, it's going to come down to good, hard-nosed, fundamental football, just like it always does. Uh, Sean, what will it be like, do you think? What will the emotion be like stepping back out on that field and, and just being part of this historic first game? Um, I don't know how I'm going to feel when I first step on the field. You know, after the loss last year, I think it's definitely going to – that memory is definitely going to rush through my brain. Just, And I think that's a good thing because having that as a motivator is definitely going to push me to want to never have to feel that again on that field. And what sure. would what would it mean for you and your brothers to to for mission accomplished uh, to 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 win this state championship? It's definitely going to mean a lot because since January, as Coach Stein said, we've been in football class. He's made shirts that had finish on the back of the back of the shirts because we were that close last year. So just we all had the one goal in mind of never to lose again on that field. So just all us having that one common goal would definitely push us to get to where we are now. All right, uh, Sean, Teta, and Kurt Stein, guys, thanks for joining us. We we wish you the best of luck on Saturday. Uh, we're all going to have a blast watching this game, and uh, can't wait to see how it unfolds. So so thanks again for doing this. Thank you. Thanks as always, Greg. We appreciate you. All right, and that will do it uh, for us this week on the final score. A game is Saturday, uh, Class 3A Championship, uh, 7 p.m. in Annapolis, Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. We'll break it down all next week for you folks. Uh, so stay with us here on the final score, and until then, have a great week. Music.